Hello, hello, how you living, how you feeling, and welcome to an emergency edition of the Behind the Box Score podcast. Uh, yeah, Damian Lillard got traded, and we're going to talk all about it with Tennessee volunteer basketball legend Ron Slay, because the whole landscape of the NBA kind of changed yesterday when Damian Lillard got traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. There's a lot of things to flesh out when it comes to a blockbuster trade like that, so I had to make sure and get a legend like Ron Slay on the podcast. So glad that he was able to join. But before that, before we get to him, really quickly, just cleaning up some stuff from last episode. I don't know how Alex and I got faked by an account. I don't know how I didn't notice it, but the Broncos-Bears game was never Monday Night Football. It was always Giants-Seahawks, and flexes can't happen until, I believe, week five, and they must happen 12 days before a game. So just wanted to clear that up. Sorry, mistakes happen. Let's get to the matter at hand here on the Behind the Box Score podcast, which is Damian Lillard traded. So now I am joined by Tennessee volunteer legend, former SEC player of the year, who's also a legend right here in Music City on 104.5 The Zone as a part of an amazing afternoon show, 3HL. So make sure to tune into their show live every day from 3 to 6 online, or if you're here in the volunteer state on your radio. You can also find him on SEC Network from time to time. It's Ron Slay. Thanks for joining the show, man. Glad you're here. Man, appreciate y'all having me, Mac. I, I've been I've been watching you, man, checking you out, seeing what you're doing. I, I need to get in the box. Put me in the box, baby. <laughs> well, we finally got you in, bro. I'm excited. And what better way to get you in than the storyline that we've been talking about as far as the NBA is concerned for the past few months, Damian Lillard. I mean, he right. was the guy we were all looking at with a magnifying glass. Where's he going to go? He's unhappy. He finally wanted to be out. His loyalty with the Trailblazers, it, it ended. Whether you think that's right or wrong, I would say he served them well for a long time and deserved a better spot. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, I've got some numbers here. What do you think, man? What's your first reaction when you saw this happen? What are you thinking? Man, you get a dynamic guy um, automatically to go with Giannis. Giannis has been asking for help. I think when they were at their best, when you talk about Milwaukee, it was when they were able to have the floor spaced. You know what I'm saying? So you get another guy. Drew Holiday did a terrific job for them, too. Like, you know, mm -hmm. that can be, you know, overstated or understated. But that, that dude, that man, is a dog. So you get a guy, you lose a little bit defensively when you bring Dame Lillard in. But at the same time, Go-to bucket, got to have one down the stretch, prime time minutes, whatever it may be, when the lights get brightest, he's going to deliver. You know, you saw during that championship run, Chris Middleton was able to deliver. So now you couple somebody in the backcourt with him. And then Giannis, free-flowing, going straight down the lane with maybe you got Lopez out there spotted up, Bobby Porter's being able to shoot the ball the way he is and coming along, and then Dane Lillard right there. Good God Almighty, man! I like I would I would honestly believe that with this trade, it has to increase the odds for MVP for Giannis. You know what I'm saying? Just because Ooh. of how much he'd be able to play in the open floor and be able to play without double teams, that's going to be different. Oh, I love that take. Yeah, I mean, we're all talking about this duo, but you think individually Giannis is going to be able to eat even more from this? And I love how you brought up just the stretching of the floor and how he's going to have that lane open. I don't even know what you do defensively. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 I mean, this two man game slay, what, what, what's the first thing you think of? This two man game, man, is different. I, I think you, you kind of got to, if you go modern day, you got to kind of couple it with the way that, um, 
Joker, Jokic and um, Jam- uh, Jamal Murray were able to run it last year and kind of abused yep. the mismatch situation. You can't go under, you chase over, the guard savvy enough to put you on his hip and big enough, strong enough to put you on his hip to be able to draw the big man in and drop it to Giannis. Now, the difficult thing is Giannis going to have to get a 15-footer somewhere mm. along the, you know, somewhere along the course of this. And I'm sure he's working on that, but he's knocking that 15-footer down. That's going to be a problem, man. And then you look back, if you want to go back a little bit later, I, I think it, it looks a little bit the way Orlando was able to run it. When they went on that championship run, they had Hito. Now, you're talking about a different size, but Hito Turkaloo was in the pick and roll with the White yeah, House. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they were running with Rashad Lewis. Like, you had so many different matchups, but the floor was so spaced. With a guy that was being able to roll and be dominant, you had shooters everywhere. You think about that Orlando team, J.J. Reddick, Hito, mm-hmm. um, Rashad Lewis. Like, the, the list goes, Jameer Nelson, yeah, the list goes on and on. So, you kind of couple it to that, but Dame, man, his range is what messes it up. So, if you come up and you set the pick and roll at half court, instead of at the three-point line, automatically everybody got to suck up. You create back doors. You create help side that shouldn't be there. Like you start to be able to kick. You just need guys to make over jumpers. <laughs> it honestly becomes that simple. You make the over shots, it's going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, I mean, the spacing's just unreal. And you mentioned the distance of that PNR starting. I mean, with the athleticism, the size of Giannis, it's just scary. I want to get into the exact details yeah. of this. Um, if, if anyone's been living under a rock for the past 24 hours and hasn't seen, here's the exact <laughs> trade, okay? So it was a three-team deal, which we kind of heard rumblings about because for whatever reason, just the Heat couldn't get a two-team deal. The Bucks had to get these Suns involved. We heard about Toronto even trying to get involved yeah. in this trade. Toronto was pretty close too. So this is exactly mm-hmm. what went down, okay? So... Blazers traded Damian Lillard, Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. And they got back DeAndre Ayton, Drew Holiday, and then what will be a rookie, a second-round pick, a Belgian basketball player, Tumami Kamara. Um, Don't know a lot about him yet, but just some salary cap, a filler piece, really, but could be something. Drew Holiday, I want to talk about him later. It looks like he's going to be on the move already to a contender, Mm -hmm. so we can talk about trade options there later with you, Slay. Um, in this trade, the Bucs then um, obviously traded Drew Holiday. They also traded Grayson Allen. He went over to the Suns. They got the prize. They got Damian Lillard. The Suns get rid of DeAndre Ayton and Kamara, and they received Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, and Keon Johnson. So the Suns went full depth here. I want to get into that as well. But really, before we get to the Suns and the Blazers aspect of this and that Drew Holiday piece, Really quick, this trade wouldn't be allowed next year, assuming the Bucks remain within that second apron, because the next season, there's going to be penalties added to that second apron, which is triggered when a team's salary exceeds $182.5 right. million. So it kind of looks like the Bucks looked at this as a final opportunity, Slay, and said, you know, Giannis kind of had some quotes about the new ownership and basically said, yep. if there's a better situation, listen, I love Milwaukee, but I love competing for titles more. And the Bucks took that and said, okay, okay, we'll get you what you want. We'll figure this out. And I, I think that's kind of what happened. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely what happened. Like he put them in a panic mode. It was like, you know, you first heard, you first heard it start to come out. The rumors early um, after, after being eliminated from the playoffs, you're like, okay, maybe just frustrated and just talking. Yeah. 
Then it started to go on some more. You're like, oh, man, hold on, man. Now, we know. Hold on. We we can't lose him. You know what (laughs) I'm saying? So whatever we got to do, we got to make a bigger splash than we thought we could. Um, and if that 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 means go over, go over the limit, we got to do what we got to do to keep him because that championship and keeping him happy and bringing in a guy that can really take the load off, he get in foul trouble. Like you can honestly say, hey, man, we'll be okay with Lopez and Portis on the floor with Dame Lillard back there. So you'd be like, okay, I, I roll with this. And you had to make something happen like that because you that's one thing we've seen now in this modern NBA you don't want your superstar unhappy, you know, regardless if that's been his character along the way, or it's starting to develop in that. Like it's too much power in the, in the hands of the players for you to have your superstar unhappy. So they did the things they had to do and one hell of a splash they did, boy. But one thing about it too, you mentioned Miami heat being involved. Jimmy Butler came out immediately and said, somebody need to um, investigate into tampering into this. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see or hear what happens with um with that behind the scenes because one thing we know that don't don't play Pat Riley don't play, so if you feel like he's been slighted, Pat Riley gonna come fighting. Uh, yes, he is nasty. He does not care. Pat Riley does not take strays, and he never had, even had Tyler Hero <laughs> kind of quote tweet that and say, "Hey, yeah, what he said, what Jimmy Butler said." There's tampering going on. So obviously, naturally. It's the NBA, man. There's going to be some drama. Yeah. It's going to take place on Twitter. And, of course, it happened yep. right after. So, yeah, you're right. I'm excited to kind of see what goes about that. I, and it's it's kind of in the same vein of, like, when that when Giannis made his quote, it's like, okay, is he just angry about the season after after the year? Mm-hmm. You know, you look at these heat quotes. Okay, are they just kind of butt hurt? They didn't get the guy they thought they were going right. to get all summer? Or is there actually some meat on this bone? I'm excited to kind of look into that Uh Let's look just overall. We talked about the duo. You talked a little bit about that starting five. Let's take a look now at at all of the Milwaukee roster here. This is what they're going to be working with, okay? They're going to have Damian, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez. Wow. I mean, that four right there. Booyah. We've talked about that. That's going to be the box office stuff. You're going to have posters outside the stadium of those four together. And then you've got... Mm-hmm. mentioned Bobby Portis, solid power forward. Don't know how I feel about him in that five. Malik Beasley, good defender, can hit some threes. Mm-hmm. Pat Connaughton, similar, good defender. He's yep. actually got some drive to him as well as far as slashing to the basket. And then you've got yep. uh, J- Jay Crowder, who hasn't really been able to find a spot recently. What do you think when you hear all those names? What's missing? What needs to be added? What are the concerns popping into your head? I, I think one of the key key people for this uh, group is going to be Pat Pat Connaughton. Okay. If he if he's able to get back to you know being comfortable and you settle into a role where you only have to play twelve to fifteen minutes a game and mm. you play it at a high level and efficient level, like that's gonna that's gonna bode well for you because you got to imagine eighty two game season. You're going to be able to get your footing. You're going to be able to find lineups to roll with. And I think one of those other guys is a glue guy. And Jay Crowder. Now, Jay Crowder has been thrust into a lot of starting roles, which I don't believe that's where his forte is. I think he's a great guy, seven, eighth man coming off the bench, being able to space the floor when he's hitting his three. Now, that three been a little inconsistent as of late, but when he was making his money, you know what I'm saying? You couldn't leave him yep. open. So yep. that was making him a problem. So he has to get back to that. Um, you also think Bobby Port is coming in in that six man, that six man role, um, a guy that 
I've, I've, re I've rarely seen people go play with the USA team, whether they win or lose, and not come back and have a good year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I expect Bobby Porter to really have a, a good year coming back. Malik Be Beasley, you mentioned. Um, Malik Beasley, young cat, man, trying to find his way. Um, but energetic, can defend, and that's what you're going to need. If you can get these guys to lock down defensively and be able to switch spots out there on the perimeter with a guy like Giannis back there cleaning it up, Brooke Lopez back there cleaning it up. Like even Miles Leonard, if he can get back to form a little bit and give you eight minutes a game, I think that's gonna be fine. So moving forward, they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be real tough, man. And I'm really just looking at the second second unit because the first unit is what it is. You know, you can yeah, it's gonna be fine when you got Giannis, <laughs> Dame, Chris. Yeah, like that's come on, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Anybody can go average ten with that group. You just gotta make open shots. Yeah, you're right. The spacing is gonna be there. It's not gonna be a worry. I would say that my biggest concern would be that second point guard position. I mean, Malik Beasley's mm -hmm. definitely not a guy you want bringing the ball up the court and running mm -hmm. an offense. That's not him. It's not Connaughton. It's definitely not Chris Middleton, who's already going to be in that starting mm -hmm. five. So I just took a quick look. Um, Hoops Hype, NBA free agents, top point cards available, and you can just kind of, what name shouts out to you here? I mean, you got Cameron Payne. You got John Wall. Yeah. Garan Dragic, mm -hmm. uh, he's had a cup of coffee in a lot of places, a little bit too old maybe now, who knows. George Hill, Austin Rivers, a couple names there mm -hmm. that they could figure something out, right? Yeah, I think they could. I think you said um, George Hill. George Hill would be one that can kind of steady the mm -hmm. ship, never expected to do much more than that, though. Um, and I would hate for them to get caught into a, a spell where it would be expected. Campaign, I like him, but he has to be with a coach that – to me, he has to be with a guy that has coached him before to kind of know what buttons to push on him. I think when he's been successful, it's because guys are taking chances on him and giving him a longer leash um, than expected. But fine, fine guy he just does a little too much for me at times. So I don't feel comfortable with him running my ship. Um, but as far as um, Dragic, I actually like Dragic, man. I, I think he is a guy, savvy enough vet, when you got veterans to be able to get guys into roles, defensively will he be able to keep up but other than that offensively i think it's a walk in the park for him man when you're talking about a veteran guy that with his stage of his success being able to come in slow the game down let's go get the bucket where i need to get the ball at control tempo i think Dragic he, he got that all day long so um but my first my first my first deal will probably be george hill um, yeah i like austin rivers austin rivers if he settles in the role Austin Rivers starts to think he's a scorer, and I think that spikes mm. his game. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could be a steady 12, 15-year guy, man, if you were going to handle the ball, play a role. But sometimes, like, people dare Austin, and maybe he reads the social media, and he's like, you know what? i shoot this, too. Y'all going to be messed up. And shooting and be like, oh, come yeah. on, Austin. Like, yeah, don't yeah, play yeah, wild yeah. card for us. We don't need wild card. I'm a huge Rivers guy, too, but you're right. It does seem like sometimes there's almost that thought in his head. It's like, oh, you guys don't think I'm meant to be here? I'm going to show you that <laughs> yeah. right now. Step back, 35-footer. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> that's not what we needed that's there. That's it. Um, right. <laughs> right. So, okay. So, for, we, 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 we know what the Bucks need. Obviously, add a couple more depth pieces. They've spent the money that they really need to spend and got the guy. The mm -hmm. starting lineup is going to be unbelievable. Is this the best yes. – I know you haven't watched him yet. Is this the best duo in the league? Oh, mm. that's tough mm -hmm. to say. If if all things are taken into account and you speak of healthy, 
Yes. Is this the best duo of the, in in the in the game? I would have to say, um, gosh, that's tough, man. Because I, I if we're just talking Eastern Conference, I love what Tatum and and, and Brown bring hands down when they're on the same page and they not you don't feel like they're um, fighting for possessions when that ball is flowing for them. God, them two dominant wings, man. They hard to hard to deal with. Um, Oh, oh, sheesh. I know I put That's you on the spot one, man. here, man. You yeah, I like LeBron. I like LeBron and AD when healthy. I like yep. you can't can't dismiss you can't dismiss um Jamal Murray and the Joker. Like just what they do come playoff time. Like they may not even be on the same page regular season, but when playoff time come down and they get crunch time, you know what it is. Um you also look at what you got with KD and um Devin Booker. Like this just that's gonna be stupid. Um, it's nasty. Yep. That, but I, I will say, man, when it comes down to it, these two, as far as being dominant offensively, I just would, I would need to see a little bit more defensively. And I can't. I'll, I'm only bringing up defense because it's not highlighted with, when they're talking about Dame. But you never hear about nobody dragging them. You know no. what I mean? Going for thirty no. or forty on them or nothing like that. So I'm just bringing defense up just because the offense is so highlighted with them, and we know what he can do. But yeah, I would I would definitely put a top five, though. i put a top five. Okay, that's fair. And I'm actually glad you brought up that defensive point. I've heard a lot of that. I've seen that on Twitter, been hearing that on the shows, just instant reactions like, where's the defense? What are they going to do? They lost Drew Holiday. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Drew as the same player, at least in the playoffs last year. I mean, talk about getting dragged. Jimmy Butler had his way with Drew last year yeah. in a way that I haven't really seen Drew get worked before time and time again yeah. and i mean not being able to fight through the screens just kind mm-hmm. of reading the whole court the wrong way and i'm not saying he won't be back here this year to that dpoy type tier that we've seen him before but when you talk about the bucks defense uh, you're right there's going to be some holes to fill but are i'm not super worried about them perimeterly are are you no i'm not and the reason being cuz you got guys back there that can clean it up you exactly. know what i mean when you got guys back there that can block shots and even though the floor is so spaced, um, you still you got to imagine you got guys six eleven, seven foot that are their wingspan are just dumb yeah. and can clean yeah. up things. Like even if I'm I'm helping in the corner, I'm help side. You beat the man, I can still rotate and get there and block your shot if I'm Giannis. Like it's incredible. Chris Middleton is a really good defender. Um, works really hard. So you got got Bobby Portis is definitely. Brooke Lopez, quiet as kept, is a block machine defensive player. Like, they got guys. So, I mean, no, I, I don't think that'll be a problem on the perimeter. Um, I just think the thing that you miss is the wear down that Drew Holiday would bring. And that's what you expect a guy like Pat to be able to come off the bench and do. You just want him to wear a guy down. You ain't locking him up 94 feet. But if you can turn him two or three times in the backcourt, in the pro game, and then he have to get down there with 16, 15 seconds to run that offense. That wears on you by the time four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Like, dude, this man's still picking me up. You know what I mean? And that's your main guy yeah. handling the rock. Yeah. So that's 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 the only thing I know they'll miss from Drew Holiday. But you run into a buzzsaw like Jimmy Butler, <laughs> you can forget about it anyway. You just got to get to his spot. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just going where he's going to go, and no one's going to stop him. Um, I, I, I agree with that overall assessment. So Drew Holiday, obviously, if you trade a good player, you love to trade him outside the conference. The Bucks succeeded in that, except yeah. 
it looks like Drew might come back to the East. There's some teams already in the rumblings about getting Drew Holiday. Um, obviously, uh, you know, the, the Nuggets have been brought up slightly. They could trade MPJ, who kind of had a little bit of a downturn in the playoffs, lost that shot. Oh. You got the Clippers and Norman Powell, who could try and get a, another defensive. And I mean, talk about the defensive trio that that would be with Kawhi, Paul George, and Drew <laughs> Holiday. I mean, whoa. Talk about a buzzsaw for real. <laughs> and then and then to the East, which would be Milwaukee's worst nightmare going up against a guy who, by the way, a day before this trade, Drew Holiday said, I want to be a buck for life. That I don't want to go anywhere. Wow. This is where I'm at. Boom. Next day, he's gone. So he's going to have wow. some serious anger. You've got the Celtics who could go get him. They lost their defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart, Drew Holiday, mm-hmm. very similar uh, style of yep. player. You've got uh, the Miami Heat who have been trying to talk up Tyler Hero as this uh, as this <laughs> you know all star type guy that so maybe yeah, they can try and get yeah. you got the Raptors who are involved in that trade discussion as well. I mean, do you does does something scream out to you? Is is there a destination where you want to see Drew Holiday? Uh, what what are you, what are your initial thoughts? Man, I think man, if you were able to get. Um... I think the Celtics are okay without him. When you think about what Brogdon brought to him, what Devin White started to bring to him later in the uh, season. So they felt like they were able to do without him on the wing. And then Jalen Brown also taking the next step defensively um, mm. and being able to play. And if they can get Tatum to play an ounce of defense, ooh, that could be a problem. So I think they're fine with it. But Toronto would be interesting. Um, the Clippers as well. If you were able to get Norman Powell, it's just – what are you willing to give up? What are you willing to pay? Like you want to have a guy like that on your roster because he is going to come back playing with a chip on his shoulder. And Drew Holiday motivated is a good Drew Holiday. You know, feeling like he has something to prove. You really love to see that. So um, it's it's many options, many options open. But what what does he want to do in, in the situation he goes to? Are you going to a situation just to play, or are you going to somewhere that's ready made where you can go? and be a piece and win like the Clippers that you mentioned, Boston that you mentioned all great places, man, that you would love to see them be able to slide into. Yeah, I I completely agree. Especially considering the fact he's 33 years old. I don't think he's trying to go to a place where they're, they're in the kind of this mid level, you know, just Mm -hmm. weird, you know, kind of space as far as a franchise concerned. The goals need to be clear and that needs to be a title wherever Drew Holiday is going. I'm going to be excited to see where that is. And if it's Portland, that'll be fine. So uh, yeah. let's go over oh, before real quick. I'm sorry, Slay. Uh, you said if Tatum plays a lick of defense, and for those first time listeners, I am a Boston Celtics fan. Yeah. Come on, Tatum's got Tatum can lock someone down. Yeah, he, he yeah, he, th- th- and that's the problem right there, Mac. That's the problem. He can do it, and we know he can do it. But will he do it consistently? That's the thing. A lot of times, man, when he got it rolling, man, it's it's it's. <laughs> It's one or two moves on him, and once the ball moves, I'm not necessarily talking about his own ball defense, but it's his outside. He'll fall asleep on you in a heartbeat because of what he's going to bring offensively. Like, get that rebound, y'all, so we can go. I'm out here. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to be a problem on that end. So it's just like, can he stay engaged long enough? I thought that was something that lacked from them last year, Um, the engagement throughout the shot clock. Once the rotation started to happen, um, I thought, and then, okay, a healthy Robert Williams, we talk in a different language as well. 
You know Ooh. what I'm saying? Because then yeah. you start like to relate it to the Bucks when you start talking about guys being able to clean stuff up back there. Yeah, it's a totally different ball game when he's healthy and he's in there. But and when when he's not, and maybe he's in foul trouble, you know, Jason Tatum, you six nine, six ten, dog, and can affect the game on both ends. Like contesting shots, rebound. He did a much better job rebounding towards the end of that that um that Heat series. But it's just like, dude, give me that a little bit more, like. It's not like you thirty, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, dog, give me exert yeah. a little bit more energy for me. That's that's my only thing. Just exert. I want to see a little more defensively from him. That's all. No, I think that's fair. I just needed to have you clarify because obviously you're right. On ball, he can turn it on <laughs> and be that guy. But you're right. I just got to defend my guy. But you're yeah. right. Off ball, I think that's a good point because he does fall asleep and he is thinking like, okay, score, score. I'm an I'm an elite score. Mm-hmm. I want the ball in my hands. Get me to my spot. Um, yeah. Obviously not a Celtics pod, but both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum said their goal for coming into the season, all team defensive players. So that's really yeah. exciting as a Celtics fan. Yeah. That needs to be their goal because they, they, you're right. That next step is what is keeping them from kicking down that door to a championship. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. They both take that next step, Mac. I don't Ooh. care what their numbers are. They're both all first team, all NBA to me. Ain't no ill fans. That's the separator from when you talk about potential wise, from where they are to where Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is always expected to be. You know what I'm saying? When you start talking about two wings. Exactly. I completely agree. I think that is kind of on paper, the exact comparison as far as duos are concerned, they get compared a lot and they put side to side. I think the one thing, if you're, if you are, if you don't think already that that Celtics duo has surmounted Kawhi and, and PG it's the defense that's keeping it from it. And that, that could be that next step uh, before we get out of here, Slay, Cause I know we both got to go. Uh, Sun's new look roster, Booker, Durant, Beal, Nurkic, Bull Bull, Eric Gordon, Grayson Allen, Akogi, Nasir Little. And then they've got a bunch of guys, uh, Keon Johnson, you know, former Vol, mm-hmm. uh, Damian Lee can come up there. Uh, Keita Bates, Diops, Yuta Watamane, uh, excuse me. I always, I always, Watanabe. I, I don't even know how to say his last name. I know he can shoot the ball real well from the end. <laughs> oh, yes, he so, can. He let it fly. <laughs> go, going into this season, it was kind of like, okay, or last season when they got Kevin Durant, okay, this is super fun offensively, but who else do you have? They kind of have some some people now. Yeah, they do. They, they locked in, man. I think um, with, with this trade that was final uh, with the Bucks being involved in that, that gave them the depth that they needed because at first I was like, dog, what are they going to do? Like you get these guys, guys in foul trouble. It'll be like it was last year. Like what, what are we going to do? What are we going to lean on? But you come back and get some really good pieces. I honestly think Grayson Allen is a good piece, especially playing low minutes, you know, but in spurts, especially with that wide open floor, pushing the ball. I think that's great. You know what Devin Booker is, you know what Katie is, you know what Bradley Bill is. Who can you get to be a guy to handle the ball, handle the ball for those guys and get them involved? I think that's gonna be the key moving forward. But I think the the wild card, Bobo. If Bobo mm. gets an opportunity, I think dog, you really, really, if he understands his role and accepts it, um, and be given little nuggets here and there where you're able to get the ball on the elbow or get it in transition at the top of the key and go and do your thing. Bobo can be a problem, man. He can be a real problem. I don't know what's been holding him back as far as coaching-wise, like why he hasn't gotten a longer leash, but he should have got one with Denver. Um, but he Bobo can be a real problem. And I I, I wanna see, I wanna see, um, 
I want to see Keon finally get an opportunity, man. Um, I think yes. he'll be perfect for this open style game. You know what I mean? That's the Vol Homerism in me, but um, I, I think it'll be perfect for him. You know, so they got they got they got depth. They'll be ready to get to it. Um, can't wait to see it. I, I like it's. I'm on pins and needles for it, honestly. Like this is gonna be an exciting, exciting NBA season. And it's crazy how things started to shift back out west. It's just wild. Like, oh, it's nuts. I, I guess it follows LeBron, man. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. You know, Slay's LeBron. Nah, I'm just saying. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm, I, had know, one, I, know. I had to throw that one in there. I know you did. A, a last jab from Slay just to get my uh, LeBron hatred kind of going there and, and took it up. Uh, so, yeah, I think Suns, Nuggets, Lakers, those are probably the top three teams headed into the West. You go look over at the East, and it's probably Bucks, Celtics, and I think you got to probably give it to Miami at least right now, although they do yep. have some big questions on the roster. Yep. Uh Mm-hmm. Can't wait for the NBA Slay. We're gonna have to get you on when this once this season gets rolling because, like you said, yeah. man, it's it's already heating up. We've got we've got the drama back. We've got guys jawing on Twitter at each other, and uh, yes. I'm ready to see them jaw at each other on the court. Now, let's get to the heartwood. I am too, man. You mentioned all there's so many, so much young talent over there in the East, dog. Like it's amazing to watch. Like our dark horse teams, I expect Charlotte to play play a little Ooh. better. Um, Detroit, as terrible as they were, uh, Detroit got some young talent. I expect them to take a step. Orlando, Paolo, I think is going to be a problem in this league, man. Mm, Hey, man, that dude there, he is a problem. So I want to see what they do, man, what steps they take. That Eastern Eastern Conference dark horse team, that's going to be interesting, um, especially getting ready to go to the playoffs. Cannot agree with you more on the Orlando Magic. I'm so in on them. I love Franz Wagner. I love Palo. I love what's going on there. They've got multiple guys who can handle the ball and take care of things. I'm curious to see where they go, one of the younger teams in the league. I can't wait to break it down here on the Behind the Box Score podcast the whole season. And Slay, you have no idea. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I hope we, uh, we we get to see you again here soon. Oh, we definitely will, man. Keep me in the box, man. Keep me in the box. (laughs) All right, that'll do it for the Behind the Box Score podcast. We'll be back next week with an NFL breakdown. And, of course, let you all know all the latest news in sports, whether it be NBA, NFL. You can find it here at the Behind the Box Score podcast. And I'll make sure and drop that link to where you can find Ron Slay on Twitter and on the radio on 3HL 104.5 The Zone. Thanks so much for listening to the Behind the Box Score podcast.